0: Season 3. Season 3, baby. Book 3, Secret of the Old Mill. Yeah. It's good to be back. It's great to be back. It's been a while. It has been. Yeah. It's been like a week and a half. Yeah, it's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) It's been Pearlman. Uh, It is Wednesday. We did not upload an episode this Monday. Yes. Due to the Thanksgiving holiday, and I had some family in town, and just... Brett Hoy incidents. The Brett Hoy incidents. So the plan is to release this before next Monday. Why not? And if we can pull it off, then release... Get back on track. Chapter 2 on Monday. Yeah. So you get sort of a bonus episode after we took away your <laughs> your anticipated episode. Which is awesome. It's good to be back, though. Did you have a good Thanksgiving? I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. How about yourself, sir? I had a fantastic Thanksgiving. Yeah. I I didn't have just one, but two Thanksgivings. I had just one. You just had the one? Yeah. Man. Well, do you just do one giant big family get-together? Well, yeah. Like, my family does. Like, my parents have a bunch of people over. Yeah. uh, Like, my cousins were there and stuff. Um, And Jesse's parents came to St. Louis, so they dined with like we didn't have my family and her family yeah um, it was just one big old one big old group see that's good when you have two thanksgivings then you're real tired then i you're can real imagine stuffed i did not eat that much on thanksgiving you didn't night. eat that much what's wrong with you it's thanksgiving baby You got to be thankful and there's so much pressure to eat i don't feel <laughs> yeah. well with pressure to eat you don't like folks watching you eat N- not even watching it's more the anticipation of like oh tonight i need to eat a lot like, that's <laughs> that's a recipe for me to eat very little. Oh, come on. You got a taxi driver that situation. In the morning, you got to look at yourself in a mirror, stick your stomach out, look at a bird, and be like, you talking to me? Yeah, no, I understand. I know, I know you understand. But that's it. not but how, how get- I prepare myself. It's the how, same reason... That's how everyone prepares themselves before they're going out for a big thing. See, but I all, I can't go out for a big thing at all. Like Not at all? Never? You don't drink? No. But... Those who do do this thing sometimes like, oh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna gonna get wasted on Friday. Yeah, Yeah. I have never been able to be like, (laughs) tonight, I'm gonna drink. I'm gonna drink it. You would be bad in a college movie. Yeah, yeah. Like there'd be the big party, and I'm like (laughs) in my dorm room rocking myself, like watching the DVD menu of (laughs) a A movie that I haven't. Yeah, that's to me. This is a good short. This this has legs. <laughs> this has legs. Yeah, Let's do I'm with, with you this. on that. I think we should. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I just struggle. The anticipation of anything. Yeah, always sort of uh, destroys my ability to really embrace that something. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Yeah. But my anticipation of this book Ooh. has been unrivaled. Yes. Like, we were excited about book two, and I feel like as we completed book two, we rounded a corner as people. I agree with that. As men. Yeah. As individuals, where, like, season one was very much a test. Oh, yeah. And I would say, pass-fail, we passed. On a letter grade, <laughs> maybe but, not the greatest No, thing I, I'm going to give it a high letter grade. No. No. <laughs> season two... Oh, yeah. I feel like we started to get our stride a little bit. Yeah. And we didn't really know, not only did we not know what we were doing with season one, but we didn't really know how to approach it and how to how to mm-hmm. structure an episode, how to discuss things. And I feel like season two, we fell into more of a comfortable routine. Yeah. Um, and now I'm very excited. Three is the, the magic number. Three is the three. best for television yeah. series. All anything. the trilogies coming through. All threes. the trilogies coming through. You're darn tootin'. This is going to be our best one yet. And then it's a slow decline. Um, and then we get worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah. Oh, this is the peak. Yeah. By no way, doubt anyone, about it. There's, I mean, season 12, when, if you're <laughs> listening to this during season 12, I'm so sorry. Yeah. You should have stopped. You should have stopped fin- at three. Drop out halfway through three <laughs> and just remember the good times. Don't. <laughs> Don't witness our demise. They um, listened to the show before it sold out. Yeah. Because we will. I mean, we're definitely going to sell out. As soon as we can. As soon as we can. Yeah. Like, the moment we can brought turn this Brought to you into by Tide. Oh, yeah. You know what I love, David? What's that, Sean? Tide. Tide. Mm, they make those tasty pods, right? <laughs> the most delicious laundry pods. Here, try two of these. <laughs> ah. Newprint. <laughs> Is that where you were going? It's, Little. It's exactly yellow, where it was different. Going. So and it's your choice, and that choice is the choice yes. of a new generation. <laughs> it's the choice of a new generation. <laughs> um, this book has like this weird teaser page Yeah, we both had, which is like four paragraphs that's sort of from the book, <laughs> but also about the book. Like it's a weird yeah, voice. Yeah, I know. I couldn't figure this out. I don't want to – I'll read the beginning of this. Um, but italicized, we have the quotation, drop case or else danger for you and your family. This warning addressed to Fenton Hardy not only alarms the famous investigator and his detective sons, but also puzzles them because Mr. Hardy is working on more than one case, which one prompted the threat. And then it sort of gives some, like, <laughs> I, I don't want to get into any of this because I want to save it, for when it actually comes up in the book, yeah. But I hated this. I hated it. Too. Why did they? When this... we read that, I immediately lost uh, any sort of. What am I thinking S- of here? Of sentence? Yeah. <laughs> I zoned <I, laughs> out there. Yeah, I lost my train of thought, baby. I read this. Any? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read this, and it it's the word version of that thing we hate which they do in chapter 1 of yeah. here's a picture of an intense moment that you have not gotten to yet because it doesn't happen until you turn the page past this picture yeah and this seems like they're they're trying to it's like trying to be a tv show trailer it's yeah, like trying a little to, bit yeah i can see but that but we've already bought the book <laughs> yeah. you do, like put <laughs> this don't in the, newspaper. the teaser put this yeah. in the, put this on a poster at the bookstore yeah don't i i'm or I put own it in this the first don't, page of my book, yeah, what are you doing? I don't need to know these things, and that there's two mysteries, well, I guess Oh, this, yeah, this indicates that there are uh Fenton's work in both mysteries. This also indicates that yes, they are in danger of being kidnapped again, and it says uh. When when more ominous warnings follow, Frank and Joe suspect there is a link between the counterfeiting case that they are investigating and a secret case that their father cannot discuss since it involves national security. Ooh. So, way too much. Yes, way too way much. Way too much information. Yeah. But I do like that it seems like the stakes are going up. National security. Yeah, I know. It's a quick way, quick way to yeah, add some intensity. Yeah, I'm Martin Lawrence and Steve Zahn to show up. Nice. Yeah, little Dennis Dugan film. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Earl. Um He was swatting at a bee the whole time. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah. If National ever. Security is one of my favorite films. I love it. That came out when Just Married came out. And I remember it was opening weekend for both. And my mom said, Which one do you want to see? And I foolishly said Just Married. And Just Married was funny. I was like, I love the Coochman. Like, I'm not gonna go watch a Kutcher film. Watched it. And then immediately he was like looking at my mom and was like I messed up. <laughs> I messed up. Mistake. We should have seen national security. I got real upset. She said I'll take you tomorrow. And I was like, yeah. And national security was awesome. And this was before national treasure. And this was way before national. To the best is of the nationals <laughs> of all the national movies. Um, so, like all the books, this one has a teaser image. <laughs> An illustration uh, opposite the title page, and the these have a rich history. In yeah. our in our two books so far, um, the first one was uh, Joe falling into space. Yeah, it's always something with Joe. The second one was Pretzel Pete. Oh, that's right, it was Pretzel Pete. And now we've got them standing on some sort of uh, like water wheel at a mill, uh, presumably because this is the, the secret of the old mill. mill. Yes. Um. Trying to climb in a window that's above the water wheel. (laughs) Um. And we got Frank, who's halfway in, while Joe is just on his tippy-toes. On yeah. this wheel. He's not going to make it. No. <laughs> I'm like looking at this. If he's on his tippy toes standing on it and his fingertips have not yet reached the top. Yeah. That wheel is going down. What's he doing with his second hand too? His left hand is just down low. It's like it's on his his belt or something yeah. instead of Put climbing. your other hand up. How do you <laughs> not know how to climb? He's like, no, it's okay. Wait. I've seen Stallone do this in uh, uh, Cliffhanger. Did, did Joe lose an arm at some <laughs> yeah. point? I'm going to feel bad. Did Snatman shoot off his arm? I feel like Joe got really hungry, and they ran out of pocket snacks, and he ate himself. (laughs) It looked like a hot dog. It was really salty and warm. My God. Um, We're going to get to food in just a second. Also, the, the caption under the photo is, Joe had to act fast to avoid being crushed beneath the turning wheel. Which is not what would happen. This man is not acting fast either. It's very clear. No, but also with a wheel this big, if you're standing on it and you, like, you're going to fall off of it, you're not going to be like sucked underneath it. It's like falling off of... Oh, yeah. Like If this were a wheel on a car, if yeah. it was moving with you and you fell, then it would continue to move toward you. But this is just going to drop him off the side <laughs> and not crush Generally. him. It's like he's at the tumble drum. You know, and he's climbing up those elastic bands. This is the second time you've referenced. <laughs> yeah, I'm always the gonna bring up the tumble drum. <laughs> I never Googled it. You should make that Google happen. the tumble drum, dude. It's magical. It's the greatest place in the world. That being said, it's probably not as amazing as my memory serves it to be. Because in my mind, it was a castle. We talked about the Discovery Zone door before, and that was exactly (laughs) as amazing as we remember. That's what I like to hear. Oh, Discovery Zone. Oh, Ozzy Smith, you created something magical for Uh, us. Chapter one, a narrow narrow escape. escape. Which, there There is no narrow no narrow escape, right? I mean, maybe at the end, but... Well, it leads off into Chapter 2. There's no real escape. It's a setup for an escape. Well, at the risk of spoiling it, the boys escape. And then that rando kid on a bike, (laughs) his fate is unknown. (laughs) So, like, there is an escape of, like, the boys jump out of the way. Yeah. But that's not, like, Like, what a weird thing to be like, okay, narrow escape. The boys made it. Yeah. This other kid (laughs) may yet die, but... Relax, everyone. This chapter was about the boys getting out of the way. Yeah, not this not young buck on rando his on the bike. Yeah. Um. So we open there. Uh, I I, I want to be careful mm-hmm. that we don't just read this book. It's very hard not to. Because we but did yeah. that with the comparisons in some big ways. And so yeah. I'd like to sort of hit some beats. Okay. Uh, but in general... The Hardy Boys and Chet are waiting at the train station for their father to return from Detroit. Yes. And uh, he's working on a case, a very important case. He had to head off to Detroit very quickly. Um, And he's hinted that there could be some sort of surprise for the boys. Yeah. Um, But I was excited um, that when they introduce, and I may be getting ahead of you, you may have things underlined here, but... It said waiting with Frank and Joe for Mr. Hardy's arrival was their best friend Chet Morton. And I I thought to myself aloud. I'm like, mm-hmm. that's cool. This is the first time that they yeah. haven't just referred to him as the it's fat, the fat kid. kid. Yeah. Um they haven't talked about his food or anything like that. Yeah, he's the best bud. And, and I wrote in the margin, start the timer. <laughs> and I write this when I know something's coming. And indeed, what uh I only had to wait two lines. Um, they were waiting with their best friend Chet Morton. Your dad's cases are always exciting and dangerous. The plump, ruddy-faced boy remarked. <laughs> um, and I was like, "Okay, did not yeah. take long." No, not at all. And then, immediate. Most of the next page is making fun of yes, Chet for being hungry and Chet fat. Bashing, bashing. Yeah, this whole thing. <laughs> um, where was the? Uh, He's talking about uh, stuff to eat. Um, I should have. Oh, yeah. I could use something to eat. I should have brought along some candy or peanuts. Um, and then he leans against a luggage cart. <laughs> uh, as it were. Uh, <laughs> it were. It's before Chet gave that. a huge sigh and leaned against a baggage truck as though his weight were too much <laughs> for him. <laughs> I'm like, I lost it at that line. Are I'm leaning now. I always yeah. lean. Like, everyone leans. How just big standing? are you, Chet? Or how small and tiny and fragile and thin are your ankles? That's just, That's just, he's a, a normal sized boy. He's just got these tiny, like, Mr. Glass ankles. Please don't jog ahead. I just can't take it. Especially not with this pocket full of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> what they need to do is they need to make pockets that are closer to the edge of my feet Because when they're close to my kneecaps, you know I got these thin shins <laughs> <It's right. laughs> This is my center of gravity and I'm unstable I'm unstable, you know I have asthma <laughs> Don't throw the ball too fast, I have asthma uh, I know we've never <laughs> said I have asthma, but context clue <laughs> sort of gave it away. You gotta finish those nougats Chet, calm down It did say, to, to Chet's credit Um, At the top of this page, like, um, I know you fellas, like, you'll get involved in your dad's mystery, and somehow I know sooner or later, so will I. There goes my peaceful summer vacation. Yeah. So Chet is down to ride. Summer vacation. I just like that. I like that he's ready to give up that peaceful summer vacation. We don't get summer vacations anymore, so whenever I hear summer vacation, I'm just like, oh, yeah. The good old days. Yeah, the good old days. As a kid who's been involved with Snackman. Yeah, or Snapman, Snackley. Snackly. Snackley. G- um, how like you've been party to shootouts. <laughs> yeah, you've been you've seen <laughs> a world famous trips. detective kidnapped. Yes. Um, you witnessed it, like multiple firefights and things like what homeless with crowbars? When was that first book, Hobo Johnny, oh yeah, hobo Johnny, yeah, um, but I'm thinking like the Hardy Boys want this, yeah, but Chet keeps getting roped into this, and like after the whole like ghost thing and the tools being stolen His and all this car stuff being and stolen, yeah all this happens because of his proximity to the Hardy Boys. Like, at what point is he like, guys, <laughs> I think this isn't bad for good me. for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I was reading a Tony Robbins book and I need to surround <laughs> myself with better people. This isn't... It's not a judgment on you guys. It's just I want to be something yeah. different and you're going to get me killed. <laughs> you're not going to make me a better farmer or, or auto What mechanic. he needs to do is get his boy uh, Tony to go over and shallow hardies them. To where they stop seeing Chet as just a fat person and they start seeing him as the beautiful man that he is. Shallow Hardies. <laughs> is that shallow, Hal? But Hardies—that is a shallow well, Hal, nice. but with the Hardies, that's good. Oh, Although when you. you said Tony, I went to Tony Prito, and oh, I'm like, well, Prito's kind of got the uh, Robin's look. Well, when you said Tony, give him the Shallow Hardies. I'm thinking like Shallow Grave or like, oh, we drunk, like yeah. I was thinking a threat from cut Tony you Prito. Up, I'm gonna stab you. Not a not a Jack Black movie. <laughs> Oh, Rosemary. What Um, a flick. We got uh, dark-haired 18-year-old Frank and blonde impetuous Joe, a year younger, had often assisted their detective father, Fenton Hardy, in solving baffling mysteries. And I would say the Tower Treasure was a baffling mystery. Yeah. The House on the Cliff was not a baffling mystery. No, it was solved within the first sentence. And... And it was just a kidnapping. Like there was never yeah. like a oh I wonder who is like no yeah our dad is kidnapped and we have to spend half a book trying to break him out unsuccessfully. That's not solving a mystery. No, that's the just... only mystery is are these ghosts or not? Ooh, that's a mystery. Yeah, that's... But it wasn't. So, uh, the the two things in here were I don't I don't think they really help solving baffling mysteries. I think they rescued their dad, who's not that good of a detective. Yeah. Um, but I liked that they described Joe as impetuous, because in the first book, they were very much sort of partners, like level mm-hmm. playing field, uh, and, and they both, like, in fact, to the point where we were making frank jokes as yeah. the adopted one. Yeah. But then in the second book, again, after Joe fell into space in the first book, <laughs> yeah. he sort of changed. <laughs> and in the second book, Joe's an idiot. Oh, fully. Again fully, and again man. and again an idiot and now the narrator has labeled that as like there's 18-year-old smart yeah. frank and impetuous joe yeah and so this is the introduction to the boys if this is your first book which it shouldn't be you're getting this like oh frank's the better one mm-hmm. joe's the worse one like yeah. we're just establishing that i think that's interesting i think it's very interesting too and it needed to be said i think it's a, it was a slow build up to get to Joe being as dumb as he was. It was. it was He listened to the ground, and you're like, something's off with Joe. That's right. Something's and the, off with this man. Why is the narrator still respecting this man who just put his ear yeah. to the ground in a field <laughs> to see if he could hear receding footsteps? Yeah. And then after that, then you get to fall into space, and you're like, oh, yeah. That just pushed whatever. What was wrong with him just got amplified 10,000. I liked... Uh, I, I looked up impetuous. Let me uh, do it again here. Um, I just wanted to read the definition because I really wanted to get it right. Yeah. It's uh, acting quickly and without thought or care. Yeah. That sounds like Joe. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Um, so that's what we're working with. So this aspiring detective uh, operates without <laughs> thought. <laughs> or care. Or care. For especially his clients. I'm talking about you, Robinsons. And by clients, he means his funders, because they are in it for the reward, always, every time, as any good child detective should be. (laughs) That's the lesson here. Start to build that nest egg. (laughs) Um, The Hardy. So the Hardys exchange winks about chat. They frequently needled their friend about his appetite, and Joe could not resist doing so now. What's the matter, Chet? Didn't you have lunch, or did you forget to eat? The thought of this remote possibility brought a hearty laugh from Frank. Dude. There's a really low bar for humor, yeah. For them. <laughs> yeah. Like this is that's you not do another fat joke. That's not a, that's not a knee slapper. <laughs> yeah. That's not a that's not a guffaw moment. And there's another one <laughs> that I love uh, on the next page. Um, but, but I'm, I'm going all my underlines. What you got, man? That's, that's what I have underlined that. And then it just goes in a chat saying, oh, okay, I'm going inside. I'll I'll get some candy from the machine. By the way, I think it was in the, uh, comparisons or at the end of the last season. Yeah. But your Joe voice, you did this frail, frail, like scrappy kid (laughs) Joe voice. I really liked that. I liked it too. I got to get back there. Got to get it back. So Chet heads into the station uh to go to get go get his candy. Yeah. Uh and the passengers, so the train arrive the northbound train arrives. Southbound north yeah, northbound, northbound train roars in, the powerful diesel ground to a halt, sparks flashing under the wheels. Passengers began to alight. And when I first read that, I was like, wait, the sparks are alighting the passengers? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this seems <laughs> well, <laughs> We're covering <laughs> diesel. Yeah, <laughs> we've got Southern accents. Yeah. We're all coming from Detroit. <laughs> I've never heard that. Like I assume that means to deboard the train. Yeah, I guess. But I've never heard someone like, "Oh, the passengers alighted off the plane." Yeah. But uh we get it again on the next page, so I guess it is a common term. Um, but that's my point. We learn when we, we learn read when these We learn when we read these, yes. We widen our vocabulary. Yes, we alighten our vocabulary. We alighten our vocabulary. Look at that. <laughs> You're not as, as uh, impetuous as I thought you were. <laughs> you truculent, swarthy oh. man. Um, Did you notice that there weren't any passengers waiting to board that train? Frank remarked. Hmm. Uh that's a mystery. At that moment, a man dashed up the stairs onto the platform toward the rear of the train. As the train started to move, the stranger made a leap for the last car. I guess he made it. That fella's lucky, Joe commented as the train sped away, and crazy. Which I imagine he's yelling that, though, and crazy. Yeah, it's like in at the guy, too, where like, he's just like, you know, that fella's lucky. And crazy! What I I don't think it's that crazy. You have to remember this is the twenties. He's trying to make his train. This is the twenties. Yeah, trains aren't fast. No, have you seen any movie about a train when it's like? I All right, that's how you board a the Station and it's like. Choo. <laughs> Choo. <laughs> Choo. Aren't you going to start running? Now I got another fifteen seconds. Choo. Choo. <laughs> and then it starts to lurch forward slowly, like. Trains. This isn't the modern day where you've got an electric train that's peeling out of the yeah. station. That's at. It's not a subway that's at speed before it hits the tunnel. Like, yeah. This is a. This <laughs> is a slow build. Yeah, this is a an old train. Yeah. And for that reason, like it doesn't seem that like oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like he stepped onto the train as it started to move. Uh, this is light bulb drama for me. Yeah. Like, okay. This is very much light bulb right. drama. You wanted that to seem exciting. <laughs> yeah. People jumping on a train. Oh, that is hilarious. Um, but then Chet says that this guy inside was in a hurry and stopped to, and asked him to change a $20 bill. $20 bill, that's a lot of bones. Yeah, that's especially for a child. Yeah. You know what? We keep doing this and I'm going to I'm going to get to the bottom of it. You're going to do the conversion, right? I'm going to do the conversion. Yeah, because we, gotta we talk too. about it. We speculate. Uh, How much money that is? Was. And while you do that, $20 in. Folks at home, I hope you know what this is. 19 That's a mint, baby. I'm going to say $59. i am going to say that maybe oh, they, they go changed late in the year. it. Yeah. Well, I'm saying like these were written in 29 yeah. but rewritten. So maybe they updated it. Oh, to fit the... To maybe they're not doing maybe 20 $5 20. in yeah, the yeah 20s. I'm with you. Um, so, mm. and... Uh, oh, yeah, that's a winter green mint. It's about $176.87 Woo! in 2019. So, just shy of two hundo. Yeah, that's not bad at all. About about twice as much. Good gravy. Who would have change for that? Uh, Yeah, so this high oh. schooler's walking around with, with a couple hundo in his wallet, and... Then there, uh, he explains like you know this guy just grabbed the change out of my hand and ran. Yeah, um, doesn't seem like he got ripped off or anything. No, well that's what I was curious about if he did get ripped off. But you yeah, because he says the way, guy right? the guy must have noticed when Chet got his wallet out to check if the money was still there. Yeah, the guy noticed how much money Chet had, and then made change with them. And I'm like, that's just a classic setup to grab the wallet and yeah. run. You hopped on the that train, run, you're baby. Gone. Yeah, that made moving. that daring escape. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Rat Race? Oh, I, come on, son. Such a good movie. Yeah. When Rowan Atkinson's like, when they're in the middle of that field, yeah. and he's like, where, you where know, am we're I going to find somebody with a heart? He's like, hey, look, a drifter, and he points, and then he jumps into nothing. Yeah. And in that jump, the train comes by, and he just grabs onto the train, <laughs> and he's gone in an instant. But when he makes the leap, the train is not in frame or anything, and it's yeah. a nice wide shot. Uh, and that's what I imagine this guy could have done of, like, <laughs> yeah. snatched the wallet and just leaped onto the last car of the train. Yeah. Should have bought a squirrel. Should have bought a squirrel. <laughs> The guy uh, who wrote that movie wrote Monk. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. That's why Monk is such a great show. I've never really watched it. Everyone should watch Monk. No one gives Monk a chance, but just so you know, it's written by the same man who wrote Rat Race, and it's got that Tony Shaloub. And everyone loves Tony Shaloub yeah, Everyone loves Tony Shaloub All right. Um, but so, it doesn't look like he gets robbed. Good. But- then Joe starts to be like, wow, you must be really loaded with money if you could change a 20, um, which to me implies that he's got even more than 20. Yeah. So he's got oh, he's got several, several hundred dollars with him. Oh, easily. Um, and uh, he tries to look modest, but he, he starts to explain like, well, I'm saving up my money and today I'm buying something. Yeah. Which, I love this thing. They're like, what are you going to do with all that cash? What you going to do and, with all that cash? <laughs> all that cash I'm imagining it. that if this was a movie and they said, what are you going to do with all that cash? Boom. hard cut. Ah, love parties that never end. <laughs> What's that song? Is that how it goes? The And And twins. You've brought this up before. You're a scary movie three man. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I do not remember this scene you or this song. You need to re-watch it. That's that cut, though. That's exactly when that happens. And twist. And (laughs) twist. I probably could have finished the line only remembering that you had said it before. Uh, So he's saving up this money. Yeah. We don't know what for. Well, he sort of, yeah, he says, I've been saving like mad to buy a special scientific instrument. Oh, no. And after your dad arrives, I'm going to pick it up. Oh, no. And uh, <laughs> and I could not have been happier. At first, I was like, that's kind of funny that he's just saying a special scientific instrument. And yeah. we know Chet works on his car. For the past always. two books, he's always about his jalopy. We're going to talk about his the jalopy soon yeah. enough. Queen. queen, uh, the yellow jalopy. But so I'm thinking, like, special scientific instrument, is this something to, like, check tire alignment or is this something oh. you know to to check the dissolved oxygen in the cylinders? Yeah. And to you know really soup it up. Interesting, because I'm thinking telescope. Immediately, I'm thinking telescope. But you're wrong. I am. I was. And we find out so soon uh, that it's a microscope, a twin lensed, high powered microscope. Yes, and an illuminator to go with Ooh, it. <laughs> it comes with the illuminator as well. Wowza! Not just one, but two squids. So this is like this half a page is all they really talk about with microscopes, but it's enough that I know it's going to be a major part of the. book. Yes, that made me laugh so hard. Um, Something's gonna happen. Those lenses are getting taken. It's be- it's gonna go from a, a binocular to a a uh, monocular. A monocular. Yeah. Maybe uh, a trinocular in the end though. Maybe he oh upgrades. God. If he adds <laughs> the eyepiece from the telescope. Yeah, who knows? But yeah, so <laughs> they, so, so, they rig the telescope scope into uh, the actual microscope. <laughs> we want to be really, 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 really <laughs> close. How close can we get? Um, I never do well with foreshadowing and guessing. Yeah. But a microscope could come in handy if you're checking counterfeit money for authenticity. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking it's gonna check the purity of the cocaine, but I think you're you're <laughs> I think you're on to something no, here. No Joe can check the the purity <laughs> of the cocaine just fine. Little gummer. Little gummer. <laughs> it's a that's <laughs> the <a> good <laughs> stuff. <laughs> hey Joe, your nose is bleeding. That's ketchup. Just gotta get straightened out, guys. <laughs> gotta go do my makeup. Uh and then we get one little uh, uh I'm gonna I'm gonna hit on three things on this page. One, they sort of rib chat for like his hobbies. He's oh, like, oh, yeah. his new hobby, um, and they say Frank and Joe knew that their friend's interest in his new hobby, the microscope, would only last until another hobby captured his fancy. And I the thought, man yeah, likes stuff, but and he's in high school. No, no, no. That's how hobbies work. <laughs> yeah you're not wrong you have a hobby until you get a new hobby no dad taught us that you just like one thing and you stick to that thing even when sometimes you question that you don't really love it you stick to it because that's what you do even if even if the marriage is dead (laughs) you just stick to it you stick you avoid the adventure if she's dead put her on a stick (laughs) and use her as a puppet You take her in public. Wait, was Chet into taxidermy at some point? I'm not making that up. (laughs) I don't remember that. I hope not. There's something I want to say in the first couple books. Well, you're thinking of the Welsh rabbit, and I don't think he was. No. (laughs) I'm going to... No. You know what? If, If in a later book, Chet gets into taxidermy... I'm going to be so floored that I remembered <laughs> that from my childhood of Chet and Taxidermy. Oh, that's frightening. You really do remember everything about these books. Speaking of uh oh, we're not there yet. Um my my other two things on this page so they're they're ribbing Joe or Joe is ribbing Chet. Chet. Uh like a microscope. What are you going to do with it? Hunt for the answers to school exams. Jeez. And then Frank and Joe joined in a loud laugh. Yeah. But Chet did not seem to think that there was anything funny about it. You know why? The foreshadowing. Because there's nothing funny <laughs> about it.
1: <laughs> well, like, that too.
0: That too. A, so, if I could be candid with you, David, be candid. There was a time in my life when I dabbled in magic. I love magic. I Are enjoyed you me? doing card tricks. And yeah, you're going like to have to that. teach me okay. some um i'll i'll teach you some but when when you dabble in magic you deal with something that is unique to magicians but oh. so so ubiquitous mm-hmm. that every everyone who has done anything with magic has heard it But everyone who says this thing thinks that they're original. And that is like, oh, magic, could you make yourself disappear? (laughs) 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 And that's what I feel like Joe is going for. Like one of these neat, like, oh, microscope. So you can hunt for answers (laughs) to a school exam. And then both he and Frank are like... (laughs) 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 And I'm just thinking... Joe, do you not know what a microscope is? (laughs) (laughs) It's not. It's not what you're thinking, You look at a bug. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he does say that. It's not. What is that line? So you could look at a bug? Yeah, he's like, you can look at... I don't know what he gets to, but... um, Yeah, I guess it's later on. But the the other piece of information we get here that is useful, uh, or not useful, but interesting to me, is then Joe... So, Chet's like, well, I could be a naturalist or even a zoologist, And Joe says, wow, I can just see a sign. Chester Morton, big game naturalist. (laughs) And that's when I hit, (laughs) his name's Chester? Yeah, I know. I didn't know Chet (laughs) was short for Chester. It makes sense. Well, it's kind of a bummer, was it not? What? It hurt me that he was Chester. Instead of Chet? Instead of just Chet. Because I imagine a, a certain baby coming out where you're just like, oh, that's a Chet. That's definitely a Chet. You come out, you're eating a fruit by the foot. I mean, you are a Chet. Well, a, a, a baby a this big came at out this reading time a book, uh, smoking a pipe. But this uh, maybe they shortened it because they wanted him to be smaller. <laughs> yeah. When this plump kid came out. He, you the, were originally a Chester. Now you're a Chet. You were originally twins. <laughs> yeah. the, the plump boy I began to cry. I bet your sister tasted delicious. <laughs> Jesus. <Jeez, smokes. laughs> Chet, what are you doing? He's always just regurgitating a piece of her when he needs a snack. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm leaving this alone. As you should. I'm moving on. Can of babies. Uh, so then uh, <laughs> then here comes Dad's train. Uh, and the passengers, the brothers and their friends, scanned the passengers alighting. To their disappointment, Mr. Hardy was not among them. Um. So they asked the... Uh, the conductor, are there any more Bayport passengers? No, he says. So they're like that's, Okay. That's funny, Dad's not on there. But tell you about we'll come back for the four o'clock train. Yeah. Well, Maybe he's on the four he's o'clock definitely train. Definitely be on the four. Maybe he's running a little bit a and little this late. gives Chet the opportunity to be like, Well, hey, y'all can come get my microscope with me. <laughs> since we got time. There's plenty of time for you fellas to go with me and pick up a microscope, said Chet. Yeah, I like this this action. What you guys know about high powered microscopes with the all all in one uh, illuminator light. Um, so they they go to Chet's car, a, a brilliant yellow. Uh, the queen had been souped up Ooh. by Chet during one of the periods when engine Which, were his hobby. Did you imagine souped? Like when someone says souped up, is this how you would spell souped up? I think so. That's how you would spell it? I mean, maybe modern days I would go S-O-U-P apostrophe D, like souped. Yeah but I don't think they wrote like that, but they're I still right. <laughs> They're still putting right. a hyphen in cookie. Yeah, that's right. And to, yeah. and today <laughs> keeps throwing me off though. Um, today, but they're like during by Chet during one of his periods when engines were his hobby, which to our knowledge have been all of the period. Like Chet has always been into his car. He's a yeah. brilliant mechanic. He fixed their motorcycles in book two. He souped up his car in book mm-hmm. one, uh, Like this isn't a fleeting thing for him. Like this, Jalopy has been a main character. Yeah, in it was a main character in the first book. That was the MacGuffin of the first book. Yeah, the McGruff of the first book. (laughs) The crime dog. The crime dog himself. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) I wonder if Fenton Hardy and McGruff ever team up. McGruff. Yeah. Have you ever seen him in the same place? I haven't. Does McGruff have a mustache? Probably. Does he wear a wig? Probably does he, he ever right? dress as a pirate? We <laughs> <He's> so <dressed laughs> like a pirate. We've, so, uh, <laughs> how are we doing on time? How are we doing on time? Sorry, pup. Let's take a break. Taking a break. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor. Ooh, taking La-la-la. a break now, boss. And with that, the boys took a break. I wanted to start the the next half immediately. And I, I like that. I Did it while you were in yeah mid-sip. in the middle drink of uh, yeah yeah okay I'm back. Here uh, I, I was am. gonna say hey, our. Uh, our Santa picture this year. My, my brothers and I yeah. go get our picture with Santa every year. Did you see this year's photo? I did, not I don't remember what it was, though. I'm not figure lie. skaters. Okay, that's right. Yeah. We were, we were figure yeah, skaters. Yeah, I meant to ask, how was the new Santa? Because this was your first time working with this guy, right? Yeah, I think working with this guy <laughs> is a very funny way to say we went and got our picture with Santa. Um, yeah. But, but no, we have a rich tradition. Uh, this was our 15th year Woo! of. Going and seeing Santa in non-traditional outfits. Yeah. This um, is a man who commits to the bit. You know we're going to do every single one of these books now. Keep going. Yeah. I'm, I'm 15 <laughs> years into the Do you know how the Santa thing... Have I ever told you about it? Uh, I've seen the photos. I've heard a little bit about it. But so, so essentially it started... Yeah. My my mother took us to see Santa every year. Like yeah. when, when my older brother's born, there's a picture with him on Santa's lap at you know 6 months old mm. and then never missed a year and we were about to miss a year because my mom like couldn't take us and I guess we were it, this is 2006 mm-hmm. and we were being teenagers and and young adults yeah. and uh, rebellious and standoffish and uncooperative we're, we don't want to go see Santa. Yeah at She's, this point you're a little skeptical of Santa's even real. It's a, we're <laughs> yeah we're starting to question it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I saw saw something today. I forgot who posted it. Um, But somebody said, when I was 10, my dad told me Santa wasn't real. But I was just at the mall, and guess who I just saw? (laughs) Um, But so my mom wanted us to go on our own to see Santa. And so we were like, you know what? Fine. We'll We'll go see Santa for you, Mom. Yeah. And we went to Goodwill and bought the ugliest and most ridiculous outfits and we bought outfits for each other so we had to wear what the others picked out for us yeah um and then we went and got our picture taken and gave it to our mother and it's just a horrible weird (laughs) dumb picture um but then the next year she also couldn't go and so we said we'll go we'll do it again. And she's like, don't dress like idiots. Yeah. Um, and so we dressed up as ninjas. Oh well, yeah. That's not an idiot at all. That's awesome. Um, and at this time I was working for CNN Yeah, and I had gotten an expense check. I'd been traveling for a few months. Uh, and I had a check for like, I had like all these hotel rooms for my entire team. I had an expense check for like $7,000 in my back pocket. Yeah. It fell out of my pocket. Oh, <gasps> I did not know this. I oh. did not realize this. Yeah. Um but as we were going around buying foam swords and and black clothing to to dress as ninjas this yeah. this day. Um it had fallen out of my pocket at some point and I completely unaware. Um that night we're about to leave to go see Santa and we're at my brother's house. And we are all f- in full ninja gear. <laughs> Faces wrapped, everything. It is the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And there's a knock on the door. And my little brother goes and answers, dressed completely as a, <laughs> as ninja, a ninja. Most of his face covered. And the guy says, like, hi, uh, I found a check. And it's the our address. My brother's address is on it. I live in oh. there. Um, and I was like... Uh, he says, is, is, Does Sean live here? And then I as a ninja like pop up, smoke s- bomb. <laughs> well, like I'm I Sean. I lean from around the corner like, yeah. <laughs> and so he gives me this this check that I had dropped. Uh and I had the presence of mind at the time to say to him, Sir, thank you, but you're welcome. Because oh. You just got a story that you couldn't make up, <laughs> yeah. where you were trying to be a good Samaritan, and when you knocked on the door, three ninjas opened <laughs> yeah. the door for you, accepted the check, and you went on your way. And they gave you the diarrhea cup. Oh, come on! It's a three ninjas quote! The movie! Yeah, I know what you're talking <laughs> about. I don't remember there being a diarrhea no, cup. not that. That's the diarrhea cup. Yeah, they. No. they mm, this is really good. They take the soda and they put the uh, the like X-Lax mixture within it, and oh, they act like okay. they enjoy it, and then they put it down. And the guy's like, "Give me that!" And he starts drinking from it. He gets the poops. I know you don't like the poops jokes, and I do a- like Three Ninjas though. Well, I like the I like that you said the Three Ninjas greeted you. Yes, um, <laughs> but so the Santa picture took off from there. Yeah. Um, and then i think the next the following year we went as like uh like rednecks with like cowboy hats yeah. and nascar shirts cut off and stuff and then oh i love that and then we did wizard of oz i think and oh, that's no. when <laughs> you stepped the, the game th- that's up. when it became something yeah it wasn't just us going and sort of non-traditional stuff uh and then throughout the years we did like a mount Rushmore. we did the oh. we like tried to do the my favorite i think my two favorites there's a uh A roller coaster car photo. Um where like we had a basket (laughs) with candy canes that were on wires so it looked like they were suspended in the air. We had our scarves with wires in it. So (sighs) we posed like it was one of those shots that you know they take when you're yeah, you know, finishing the the loop or something. Yeah. Yeah. Um so we tried to do some zero gravity stuff in there. That and then we did one 2 years ago where we tried to blend into the background. So we went there and, <laughs> we went there and took a photo of ourselves in poses and then went and assembled outfits that like matched the brick and the green cloth and yeah. all the stuff and so we posed there and tried to to disappear a little bit. Um but so this year as we're doing doing this whole thing we we're talking about like we're figure skaters and then as we were having some challenges with creating the outfits we started being like what if we were figure skaters that were like off duty like what does a figure skater look like when they're not figure skating like they're not just in mind. street clothes yeah. they look like anyone else and then we we landed on this joke about an off duty pirate oh no <laughs> of somebody who's who's a pirate but you know you wouldn't know yeah and so we 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 started on this meme of like looking around and being like one of these people in the store is an off-duty pirate who, who is, and we're looking at people, and and this became a joke for us. Yeah. But really, Fenton Hardy is the ultimate off-duty pirate. Like he shows that that's what you dress like. Yeah. When when you're a pirate and you're moving into a, a halfway house <laughs> to de- to befriend Red Jackley, like oh, just putting on my velvet coat today. <laughs> <laughs> sharpen the hook to go out <laughs> yeah, to the like stars. Swashbuckler pulls out his sword, big curve. You could tell he's coming down because you could hear his wooden leg just that scrape thump. Is someone knocking on the door? No, I'm just walking. <laughs> <laughs> and I have my new pirate accent. I've got the accent. I'm not good at pirate accents. No. I don't know what I sounded more like. Uh, hey, and hey, Arnold, uh, Arnold's grandfather. Yeah, or Rob Schneider in. <laughs> <laughs> surf ninjas after all i am 37 i am 37 i just did a surf ninjas quote because uh my friend chad uh, every week cancels on us for us going over to his place Mm -hmm. it's always just like hey we can come over to my place tonight and do our little we watch the watchman together and he just says hey you can come over here and watch the uh, watchman at my place and it's always like a few hours before he's like actually i can't do it tonight will someone do it and i always send him the meme of uh of Rob Schneider as they're all coming back from surfing and he's running out to go surfing. He's like, oh, Oh, it's just a (laughs) 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 pity. Schneider's best performance, it really is. The man's got a great career. He's got the animal, which is hilarious. He's got the hot chick, which I don't care what anyone says, that movie is golden. Billy! (laughs) Deuce Bigelow 1 and 2. And 2. Two doesn't get the love it deserves. Is that European gigolo? That's European gigolo. He eats the space cake. Doocy's never been high and never gonna get high. What is this cake? Space cake. It's what the astronauts eat. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, come on. I've seen the first one once. See, you are a student of film. Yeah, so you do films. But films. Yeah, that's true. And And you have seen such a... <laughs> volume, such a vast array of films. Yeah, that it, you're you're just in a different league. Um, and extraordinary, so, like you give me this look all the time of like, <laughs> oh, I'm heart, I'm heart. You've never seen Herbie Fully Loaded? What's well, a good one? Thomas London wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, Reno Nine One One wrote that movie. <laughs> 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 yeah, so. I, I The way that you talk makes me feel bad yeah. for not knowing <laughs> the things that you know and like, pulling the director and the the writer for all these movies and knowing all that when they're really obscure movies. And- <laughs> yeah. I know. I'll, I'll ease back. I'll ease back. Goosefraba, my friend. Goosefraba. Now, there was a time yeah, like when how you and start. I were doing... A podcast about the Hardy Boys. Oh yeah, and not a, what was that? A long story that was way too long. Uh, talking about Santa and movies and that sort of well, stuff. It's, it's all we're getting to get close to, my, to the holidays. That, that that was all sparked by the uh, off-duty pirate Fenton Hardy. Oh, that's what started this. That's that's why I needed to go through the whole story about Just Santa to get, to, to, that get joke? to the off-duty pirate joke from the off-duty uh, figure skaters joke. Tell the punchline one more time in case the folks missed it. I. Don't think it had <laughs> one. <laughs> I think it was just a bad story. Oh, it was great. The people loved it. I don't remember where we left off. Um, uh, so we were at the bottom of, of page five there, and uh, so they're about to get in the oh, jalopy yeah. uh, to to go to the microscope store. Or I'm sorry, it's the scientific specialty store. The special scientific? Uh, no, uh, the scientific specialties store. Yeah, okay, you had it. Uh, All capitalized. That is the name of this store. (laughs) Um, But they're about to get in the the jalopy, and uh, Joe says, the gas gauge reads empty. Uh, How do you figure we'll make it downtown? Chet is unconcerned. Oh, the gas tank's really half full. I have to fix that gauge. Do you remember this? From the first book? From the first book. The gauge is still... Oh, yeah, didn't someone... uh... They they as they were looking at like the red after jalape, it was stolen for the, like the red versus blue yeah he said that's not my gas gauge my gas gauge like, is broken yeah they looked at one and it had like a half a tank of gas and he's like no 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 mine the uh, gas gauge is broken whoa so starting to see some real consistency yeah what the a book serious here. callback yep. I was wondering why that line was in there I was like what a weird throwaway line no he's just setting up a universe. Way to go, Franklin. Way to go, Leslie. Now, my question is, did this get added in the rewrites? Oh, you're right. Because the originals were spaced out a little bit because he was writing them, you know, I I, I guess I don't know how much the the originals were spaced out. Yeah. But the rewrites all happened pretty quickly. Like in 59, they crammed in the first several. Okay. So So I I wonder if fresh off of that. Yeah. If this if the same guy who's rewriting the third one he knows all the arts two days ago wrote the first one. Yeah. Rewrote the first one, might as well throw that little piece in there for a little continuity. I'm thinking that maybe something happens, maybe book ten, where this rewriter just keeps setting up this gas gauge situation. Ooh. Yeah. And then somebody's gonna like a big significant. There's gonna part. be a bad guy who's smoking buy the gas tank or something like that and he's going to be like, oh, I'm fine. See, The gas tank's empty and then Chet's going to shoot one bullet yeah, through that's, the jalopy I was gonna say it's- <laughs> and it's going to be a full tank of gas and they save Bayport. What are you going to do with that gun, kid? You ain't got no gas in the tank. <laughs> the gas tank's <laughs> empty. It's useless. And then just, wink. Broken gauge. 12 gauge. I want to look <laughs> broken gauge twelve gauge. <laughs> uh, I want to see it's a if terrible one line. I could have done so much better. I want to see if this uh, if there is a Hardy Boys book called the Broken Gauge, <laughs> yeah. um, or anything to do with gauges. Yeah, let's see here. Uh, Secret of the gauge. No, sorry, Secret of the Caves. it no. was close. Um, I'm gullible. There's a, there, I thought there was a broken something. I can't I can't get this. I can't get there it goes. There it Clue is. of the screeching owl. Oh my god. Oh wait, I'm looking at the oops. Nancy Drews. You do that? Yeah, I always look at the Nancy Drews. Uh anyways, melted coins. Oh, that one sounds good. The flickering torch mystery. <laughs> the flickering Ghosts? torch? No, but if the torch flickers next to the "Quote unquote empty Ooh, gas." Tank. Now we're on to Kaboom. something here. All right, that is book number uh, twenty-two. So, so this, we have to remember pays this. Off, and twenty-three years. was the last one that Leslie McFarlane did. Oh, so what a fitting way to tie to this go all up—a little yeah. bow to put on it to say, "There you go, Leslie." Thanks. <laughs> he's 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 leaving the series and he's taking the jalopy with him. Yeah, I love that. Is the cover of that Ghost of the Hardy Boys him rolling in a yellow jalopy? <laughs> no, it's just two kids. It's like what I imagined a 90s dirt bike movie like Motocross would be. It's just two kids on these bikes and they're flying like through the, the air. Like the movie Rad? Like the movie Rad that was just on. So I watched... Rad was a movie that we would call Deerbergs every three days <laughs> oh to God. say, can we just renew it over the phone? That's the Josh Brolin we kept one, that right? thing. Uh, no, Rad was about BMX bikers. Oh, okay, I'm thinking of the skateboarder one that... Uh, Lords of Dogtown? No, it's the Josh Brolin movie. But keep going. Rad is... What is Rad then? <laughs> Rad is about a BMX biker. Uh, it's all about BMX biking and uh, Lori Laughlin is in it. Ooh. And there's a scene where they're at the school prom yeah, and they're dancing on their bikes. And the, the, I can't think of the guy's name. He's his name in the movie is crew Jones. Oh, that's a great name. Uh, CRU crew Jones. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name uh, who played crew Jones, but, um, he's actually like good on a BMX bike. And there's a thing where they're like flatland, like they're like dancing on their bikes and standing mm-hmm. on it and stuff. And this, like they go to the homecoming dance and, and the slow song plays, and they're, like, doing the bicycle where they're, like, you know, rolling around on one wheel and standing on the handlebars (laughs) and stuff. And Lori Laughlin is doing it. Oh, no. But it's so... Like, you can see that the bike is clearly, like, mounted on something and not firmly where it's like shaking a little you can see it's like within a bracket there's like a margin of error go so far where it's yeah and it's like a half an inch but clearly like it would fall over like that would not be how it would shake and then in the wide shots it's just a 30 year old 38 year old man in a prom (laughs) dress with a a mustache and a wig (laughs) smoking a cigarette like i'm gonna get you (laughs) sucker i love i'm gonna get you sucker. so did you ever get it from deerberg's did they ever have it reserved for you Oh, we never returned it. We just kept renting it and renting it and renting it and renting it. That was uh, the point of the phone call. Yeah. Is like we watched it so We're much. just keeping this. Yeah. Would they um, charge? Uh, I don't know. VHS tapes used to be like 25 bucks. Do you remember that? No. Yeah. I wasn't purchasing VHS tapes. Oh. Like oh. When, I, when I started buying my own. Th- things with my own money like I would get a VHS tape for Christmas like I had all the Power Rangers episodes well I mean yeah that's a given yeah, you're not going to have them but I I never like went to the store and bought the Power Rangers with my money when I was doing that oh. It were already DVDs for the standard okay gotcha um anyways yes uh oh. the jalopy. <laughs> <laughs> it's yellow a... wonderful they're in it and they are going to the um I keep forgetting what it's called, the scientific specialty store. Yeah, but before they leave the parking lot, suddenly Chet swung the queen around in the parking lot. The rough gravel caught in the tire treads and rattled against the rear fenders. Hey, what's the big rush? Joe demanded. We've got three whole hours to get back here. Uh, And Chet says, who's in a hurry? I'm not driving fast. I just wanted to find out if I changed the turning circle of the queen by adjusting the tie rods. Hmm. And I don't know what that means. I don't either. I don't know how it's going to affect the story later <laughs> yeah. if this is a if this is if this is a, a flower <laughs> pot on the windowsill or if this is a uh, I think it might be Snapman kind of thing. <laughs> Felix Snapman. Little um, Snapman. But yeah, he basically just made his car turn tighter by adjusting a tie rod. But yeah, then we're on the last page here and uh And they get to the business center of Bayport, they found heavy traffic, find a parking parking spot across the street, and as they're crossing the street, uh, there's a bicycle. Let's see, a young boy, let's see, a young boy on a bicycle began to ride toward them from the opposite side of the street Hmm. the next moment. (laughs) A large sedan, its horn honking loudly, sped through the intersection against the red light and roared directly toward the Hardees and Chet. And who is it but none other than Lem Billers, the laziest man? Sleeping at the wheel, (laughs) (laughs) sleeping on the horn. (laughs) Uh, Instantly, Frank gave Joe and Chet a tremendous push, and they all helped, uh, and they all leaped back to safety. To their horror. The, horror, the sedan swerved, and the young boy on the bicycle was directly in its path. Look out! The Hardies <laughs> yelled at him. That's a good look out. Thank you. Yeah, your voice acting has gotten great. I appreciate that. Yes, yeah, sir. I mean it. No, I mean it. And that's the end of the chapter. So this chapter called Narrow Escape, again, yeah, the Hardys escape, but the chapter's cliffhanger is... That- this boy's impending doom he has not yet escaped yeah. narrowly or otherwise i think the narrow escape was chet narrow narrowly escaping all the uh harsh things said to him and maybe suicide at that moment <laughs> narrowly, just like, i'm not gonna do it but i want to i've narrowly escaped this but i've thought about it quite a lot you you guys rag on me 15 or 16 more times i'm out of here. i'm out of here that is a sweet bed. <laughs> At least that's they want Jenkins me on the team. Bed. <laughs> Your bed's in here. That is weak, man. Um, is this uh, is this couch pull out to a bed. Yeah, yeah totally sweet, sweet bed. bed. <laughs> that's Jenkins' bed. Uh, that's the end of that's the end of chapter one, and that yeah. that has me excited for chapter two. I feel like it does. It had a a, a decent bit of a job slow of start, but it picked up as always. Well, sometimes they'll start off when they're racing and stuff. That's happening. true. That's true. They've this one started off of another at a train case train... from dad. At a train station. Yeah. Waiting for candy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Dude, waiting for candy is a good name for a John Candy documentary. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not wrong I don't at know all. why we're waiting on them, uh, but we are. Not, oh, here's your bug line, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Chetch just saying good old queen and boy I can't wait to start working with that microscope all bugs beware Joe grinned you ought to be a whiz in science class next year which as somebody who has studied microscopy yeah having access to a microscope does not make you good at science you can look no. at things <laughs> yeah. like you might not give you the terminology or anything like that no yeah. oh, you yeah. just can see it with your eyes if you already know the terminology it just puts a better picture to it. Because it is hard just looking at books if you don't actually get to see it and experience things on a microscopic level. Yeah. One thing you could do is mm-hmm. take a bunch of those bugs, or like animals and things like that. and yeah, eat them. And eat them. <laughs> but you would do that by making a broth. Oh. Like a thick broth. Yeah. yeah, yeah like and I wonder, I wonder if they will make some sort of stew when we get to chapter two. Bugs do.